0: Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that uh, you have given yourself to us and made us known to you in so many ways, but we are thankful tonight for the image of our Good Shepherd. We ask you, Lord, that you would teach us what it is that we are your sheep and what it is that we are to follow you. We pray, God, uh, that you would give us life and give it to us abundantly. Uh, but clarify for us what it is uh, that that means. Lord, we, um, we come to You with so many thoughts uh, in our minds, so many things that we are thinking about and celebrating and worrying about. We pray that You give us the grace to uh, leave those behind, to drop those at the door. And now come to You, our Good Shepherd. And it is in Your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Uh, I am supposed to turn this on to um, record, so excuse me. All right, I think we're going. I'm so glad you're here tonight, especially on this uh, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers. We're so glad that you are here, or any of you has a mother, or is a mother, or knows a mother. We're, just, we're really glad glad that you're here um incredible passages uh, that we have tonight but you know I, I had to sort of giggle a little bit um to cuz well cuz i'm so funny and i thought to myself that um i uh, jesus like when he says i came uh, to have i came that you might have life and have it to the full it sounds like you know good shepherd financial services and you can kind of <laughs> you can kind of imagine uh, and I actually had the thought I should Google to see if there is a Good Shepherd Financial Services somewhere. And, and you know their tagline is, is, you know, that you might have life and have it abundantly. Uh, and you can kind of picture the commercial with Jesus, you know, saying this with his the wind blowing through his hair and a little gleam off his teeth as he drives his speedboat um, off. Because that's kind of what we think, we think about when we think about the abundant life. We th- we, I, at least I do. You know, I think about, like, you know, the retirement commercials you know they you know like this is what you need to plan for you know walk confidently in the direction of your dreams and and um and i when uh, when i think of the abundant life i think of a life of uh of abundant things uh, might be abundant wealth or abundant opportunity or, or wealth that affords me the opportunity to do the things that i want or or the ability to um not have to worry about things and to be able to uh, take care of things and and uh, and I was uh, to, we just we just bought a puppy and and, and so um, there's a whole new abundance in our house right now, <laughs> all over the place and um and uh, but I, I was uh, we we had to finish our fence uh, we and so um and so I was uh, this afternoon uh, the way that Amy went and worked out and I um, poured concrete into post holes. And I was thinking, is this the abundant life? You know, like, um, and and uh, I don't, I, I don't really have an answer for that. But I, um, I just, uh, I, I think that when, I think what Jesus means uh, by the abundant life, and what I mean, or at least what Visa commercials or or things like that mean by the abundant life, are totally different. Uh, and, and and that might be intuitive for you, but at least what we think about and what we um, what we aim for uh, in our own life looks, at least in my experience, and I know a lot of people. Uh, at least in my experience, what what people aim for looks more like the retirement fund commercials than maybe what Jesus is, is looking for. So let's 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 ask ourselves, at least, what is it that Jesus means by uh, an abundant life? Because that's why he came. He came, I mean, there's several reasons I came so that there's several things throughout Scripture, he says. But without a doubt, what he says, that the purpose for me coming is that you might have life and have it abundantly. And at the very least, what I want that to mean is a life of ease. I want Jesus to fix my problems. I want to not have to um, deal with things that frustrate me or hurt my heart. Um, I want life. uh, I want wind to be flowing through my hair on my speedboat, right? I mean, that's that's that's. um, um, I want what we might call the good life, and what what an Americanized, Westernized version, uh, 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 image in my own mind that is, and it's certainly influenced by the culture. What did Jesus mean? Well, I think given given the fact that what has Transpired in chapter nine, and there really, actually, grammatically, textually, is no transition. So the Good Shepherd passage goes right out of chapter nine. Um, what happened in chapter nine was where Jesus healed the man born blind. You remember that? And 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 he said, you know, who sinned, this man or his parents that he was born blind? And and Jesus said, nobody sinned. He was just born blind. But so that God might get glory. And then the and then uh, the man sort of. Gets into a little skirmish with the Pharisees. Remember this ever? Who are you to say that uh, to say call this man righteous? You're just a sinner. You were born blind, and and it's all about who is who is righteous, and how did he get that way? And Jesus comes right out and says, "My sheep know my voice. I am the door of the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I came that you might have life." And I think what Jesus is saying is that the abundant life is the God-filled life. The life that is full of God. Which is not to say that it is the life full of doing righteousness. It might be that. It might might end up being that. But it does not consist of that. Uh, That would be the fruit of it, not the root of it. Uh, The root of the abundant life is a life that has... Uh, come to the good shepherd and said, "I'm just a sheep, and what am I good for? A little bit of wool, but that's about you know, like that's that's about it. I am good. Uh, I need I need somebody to where the grasses and and to get me out of the rain and to beat off the wolves because I need a savior. I need a shepherd. And what what is remarkable about this is that Jesus, by implying that we are sheep, you know, it might Uh, And he didn't, that's not a new image. Isaiah uses it and Zechariah uses it and and over and over uh, throughout the Old Testament. But but Jesus, by implying we're sheep, he doesn't say, so cut it out and stop being sheep. Right? He doesn't say, hey, be useful. Pick your head up, look out when it's raining, and get yourself out of the rain. You're a sheep. He He doesn't say, what you really need to be is a shepherd. His answer to our sheepness is to be the shepherd, and I just think it's really sweet. Like, I mean, what a sweet thing for Jesus not to come and give us a list of things so that we're no longer sheep. His cure is is not within ourselves; it's Himself. He's the shepherd. There are things that we can do to have to, to walk in the, the life of the shepherd, to walk in the abundance that he has for us. And actually, it's, it's given, those things are or at least a list of those things. Maybe it's not an exhaustive list, but it's a list of those things. is given to us in our passage from Acts, Acts 2.42. And the, this is the, sort of the brand new, sort of the birth of the church. And, and, and what they devoted themselves to was the apostles' teaching and fellowship into the breaking of bread and to prayers. And they were just the church. And I would say that those things uh, are ingredients in that God-filled life. They are not what you are to do in order to have the God-filled life. They are the fruit of a God-filled life. And they're just available to you in your church. And so I just want to walk through each of those very quickly. And just talk a little bit about uh, those things. And that so that you might consider, I might want to add a little bit of that. Um, just because it's a gift to me from the, from the church, from the body of Christ, that Christ has given to me, that I, maybe I need a little more fellowship, or maybe I need a little more apostles' teaching. So let me just go through those, those things really quick. We actually try really hard to be consistent um, at, at the Advent with the apostles' teaching. We try to hit on the things that the apostles hit on. We try to talk about justification by faith. And we try to talk uh, about... Um, what it means that we're standing on the rock. And uh, we talk about Jesus because they talked about Jesus. And we talked about depravity because they talk about depravity. And we just try to major on the majors in the Apostles' teaching. We try to um, do Bible study. When we encourage small groups to meet, we encourage them to study the Bible um, and to and to hit more heavily on the Bible than on, say, a topic or just being together, which is great to be together, but but in the list, the Apostle's teaching comes first. Why is that? Because the Apostle's teaching is totally counterintuitive to what we would teach ourselves. What we teach ourselves is that we can do it. We are uh, the retirement um, financial services commercials. You know, like that's, we can do it. You can do it. Walk confidently in the direction of your dreams. It all depends on you. And that's how we act, and that's how we treat ourselves. And I teach all this stuff, and I still do that. Right, like it's it's really, really difficult to believe the gospel. And when something goes wrong in my life, or something doesn't go the way that I want it to, I get upset about that rather than resting in the fact that it is finished. And I have I have to repent. Where do I know to repent? The apostles' teaching. So we we were the apostle's teaching is a gift to us to point us the Good Shepherd and keep us within the reach of His crook, right? So, um, the Apostle's teaching and fellowship. What a wonderful thing. I love talking about our church family. You know, like to love, it's a big church, but there's also, you know, in some sense, it's a small church. It's a family church. I've heard people call the Advent a sweet church. Um, It is a a, a place where there is And and I don't mean that this is not... i have just talked about financial service commercials. It's not like an Advent commercial, right? But I don't... don't, uh, uh, But what we need as Christians... And we're the church, right? And so what what we need as Christians is fellowship with other believers. Perhaps not exclusively, because we are to be salt and light uh, in the world. But fellowship with other believers is where we can come and we can um, experience the body of Christ and our place in the body of Christ. And we can can come and we can... um, we can have a meal together, or we can cry together, or we can lift each other up and laugh together. Uh, I, I can—I had a lot of friends in college, and I keep up with almost none of my friends that I didn't have Christ in common with. And yet, the ones that I did have Christ in common, when I see each other for a couple of years, and when we do, we would pick up right where we left off. Do you have Christian friends like that? That's that when Christ is we have Christ in common. And they're your dear, dear friends. I mean, I dare say that if you have dear friends here and something happened and you moved away, when you come back to visit, you'll just pick right up where you left off. you know, laugh because that's how you know how to laugh. And, and you'll, you'll be vulnerable because you know how to be vulnerable. Because Christian friendships, go, they just go deeper. Because we have Christ in common. So we have the apostles teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread. And I think that right between fellowship and the prayers, the breaking of bread, some would say that that is exclusively talking about the sacrament. And I think that it is talking about the sacrament. I think we can include the Lord's Supper in that. We're coming together to break bread together. To remember that Jesus broke bread pointing to His own body. Absolutely. But I think there is, as we know, we love to share a meal together. in our culture, almost as much as in their culture, the sharing of a meal together means intimacy. It means it means fellowship. It means a bond uh, between us. And, and there's great grace when you come around a table together and, and share a meal. Uh, I, would, I would, again, I would venture to say that most, if you think back over your happiest moments in your life, there wasn't a meal too far away. Right? <laughs> I know for me. I know for me. And you can probably think about the top two or three meals that you have ever eaten in your life. Uh, I can. I can. I, I'll go. I'll do a Florence, Italy, with Amy on our super. It was. I mean, I wanted to cry. Like I didn't want. To eat, I didn't even want to eat. I didn't want. To, I wanted to put it in my mouth and just die right there. I didn't want. To, like I just. It was. I just. It was amazing. Balsamic steak. It was good. If you're ever in Florence, Italy, go to. Go to um, it was incredible. But but it's 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 a really great gift. We have breaking, uh, we have fellowship, uh, we have apostle teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread, and and prayers. And I want to say to you, like I've said this before, I'm, I'm not a great prayer. I kind of wish I was. I go through seasons where I keep a list of like a prayer list, and and then I go through seasons where I don't, and then I go through seasons where I feel bad about not keeping a prayer list. But I, I um, uh, but but what a gift! Like I was thinking about it, just. I, I, I don't know if your mind wanders when, when you pray, but mine does a lot. And I used to really beat myself up about that. But now I've sort of learned to pay attention to what is my mind wandering to when I'm when I praying. One of the things I was thinking about in prayer the other day was, oh, my gosh, I'm talking to God. Like, you know, isn't that funny? Like, But, oh, my gosh, I'm talking to the one who said, okay, let there be light. And there was light. I, I, I'm, I am actually in conversation with... And, and I'm not just like posting a message on some random chat room that it may or may not ever get read. Like we're talking, we're convert He knows my name, he knows everything about. He knows me better than I know myself. He loves me, and like he thought up duckbill platypuses. I mean, this is this is uh, it is unbelievable to me that we actually have access to the throne room of God. I mean, think about. I you know some of you do have access to really, really important places. Like if I thought of, like, if I were walking in the Oval Office, you know, i just think about, oh my gosh. Like, I, I just, I can't, I'm, I probably won't ever, but I just, I can't I'm, I imagine how, how sort of overwhelming that would be, what an experience. Unless I thought, you know what, I've been in, I've been in the throne room of God. And this place got nothing on there. You know, I mean, like I, I, I just I think we forget, and it's okay that we forget because it's just it, it ought to be commonplace. What a gift of the Good Shepherd to us that He has given us the apostles' teaching. I mean, that, those are He taught them so that they could teach us, right? This is right from right from this Good Shepherd's mouth, the apostles' teaching, the fellowship with the body, the breaking of bread, and entrance into His castle, access to the throne room of God in the prayers. And and I just pray that, it, that you would see them not as things that you must do in order to gain His favor, but the things inside the sheep pen, the, the good, like food that the shepherd has given to his sheep. That you she can come and eat on those things and be healthy. I think that's enough. Let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank You. Thank You that You love us so much. Thank you that you love us so much that you have uh, called us sheep, but that you have called yourself your, our shepherd. Thank you that your solution was not to tell us not to be sheep, but to give us the food that we need to be healthy for what we are. Help us to remember that you're our shepherd. Help us to stay within the reach of your crook with the apostles', apostles teaching and fellowship and breaking of bread in the prayers. Thanks be to God in Christ Jesus.